the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffled Podcast, episode 27. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Good morning. Good morning, Tammy. How are you? I am good. I'm good this morning. Had a nice, good night's sleep. Makes for a great morning. I did not have a great night's sleep last night. I'm, I'm a little puffy when I woke up this morning, which always kind of reminds me of like when I was hungover. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> like you get that. I went and had um, some Asian food last night and a lot of, I'm sure, MSG and stuff in it and salt. and Oh, stuff. right. The sodium. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So I'm like, this reminds me of when... Um, but I had the opportunity to have dinner last night with two of our gratitude circle women. That's uh, right. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Tasha was in town from the East coast and Natalie who lives here. No, locally. Hmm. I'm awake locally. <laughs> See, I told you I'm a little hungover. No, that was the name of her town. <laughs> <laughs> start over again weird names um, towns out in california yeah, yeah so it was great we had dinner and good chat just so awesome and sobriety just cut to the chase mm-hmm. just there's no small talk it's just bam let's get mm. down to the nitty-gritty that's what i love mm. that's what i love so what have well, you been up to really fun I've had a pretty good week. Um, my husband had a birthday, so I cooked a whole lots of stuff uh, yesterday for him. Um, it and looked we delicious. Feasted, I know. And then I had to post it on Instagram because that's what I do. do now. I post food pics. I love <laughs> it. That person. <laughs> I like that person that you're becoming because <laughs> you're giving me ideas. Like I, it, it does give me ideas. Ugh. That's kind of why I do it because I get ideas from uh the food pictures that uh, other of our friends post so exactly yeah. i'm yeah. not going to be some kind of food blogger instagrammer that's not going to be my thing but um but i do get ideas and believe me if i make it then it's makeable it's anybody can <laughs> okay. make it yeah that means it works okay although i think i'm a decent cook i think i'm all right but still i'm 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 just decent i'm pretty good. So, uh, if I can make it, then yes, anybody can make it, but I love, love getting ideas. What was the dessert you made last night? Remind me. It was a banana cream pie, but it didn't have any dairy or gluten in it. Um, Oh, (laughs) how did you make that happen? Coconut milk. Ah, okay. Uh, nut milk makes the pudding part for the center um coconut milk makes the whip okay the crust had oats and walnuts in the in the Mm. crust it's so good and then um but i the hook was that it had caramelized bananas in it so you take like the banana sliced bananas and you 
caramelize them with a little coconut oil and like coconut sugar or whatever kind of sugar you want to use and cinnamon. Oh, that is a hook. Yeah, that was a hook. Okay. And so is your family totally on board with your style of cooking right now or shifting up your diet for your family? Everybody's, Everybody's hanging. I mean, Max, my son wouldn't uh, engage with the dessert at all because, he, but he's not a fruit kid. He never really has been. So whatever, mm-hmm. you know, there's Oreos, but, um, and, and then my daughter is this extremely picky eater. Like we just have to make separate things. And I just feel like any day now she's going to make a shift oh, <laughs> and start yeah. eating what the rest of us eat. But the three of us, my son's a great vegetable eater and I made a tofu pad thai. So it tasted just like any pad thai that you would order in a restaurant that had chicken in it, except that it had tofu. And oh, so good. So good. I have, I don't, I have, well, that's not true. I buy tofu and then I never mm-hmm. open it and then I never do anything with it. And then I throw it away. So oh, yeah. I haven't it, done that this year, but I mean, in the past I have, cause I don't know how to cook it. Mm-hmm. And last night we yeah, had a dish but, with it in it. And it was really good. Yeah. I prefer tofu that is, uh, kind of almost crunchy. Like okay. I like, mm-hmm. or, or that it's been marinated and that it, cause it'll take on any, it's like a mushroom almost. So it'll take on any flavor that you marinate it in, but I still prefer a kind of a crunchier texture okay. than a soft, soggy texture. And the key to that I've learned from cooking tofu actually over the years, cause we've always liked tofu. We don't have it every week or anything, but, um, it's fun for, to add some texture to your dish. But the key is to, uh, get the lick, all the liquid out of it. So you want to like take it out of the liquid and like wrap it in a towel or paper towels or whatever. And then you could even put a plate on top of it with a can of beans or something and like really like squeeze the liquid out of it. That makes sense. Yeah. That's the key kind of is to to dry, get the liquid out of it, kind of dry it out. Then it'll, it'll cook. It'll get kind of crispy and so good. Okay, um, I might try it. I'm telling um, you, I'm just looking yeah. at my quit that counter and I'm 66 days without eating, I guess, land animals is what somebody told me the other day, because I do eat fish. And land shrimp. animals. Yeah. Okay. Cause I said I didn't eat meat and they're like, well you do. And I'm like, okay, I Guess I do. I don't know. I don't know all the terminology. I'm Some not people do- call those pescatarians. So okay. if you eat, you eat fish, but then you're mostly plant based. And so here's with the labels, right? So this is where I'm like, I, I don't, don't know. Really Whatever. Know what the I'm just label eating is. better, and I feel better. <laughs> That's it. Um, That's it. Yeah, I know. I think Caitlin said plant based. I like oh, that. I, like I think that that's too. what Rich Rolls calls it too. Is plant based. Yeah. Oh, so rich. you know, if you're eating mostly plants, then whatevs. I try not to just you know start a big discussion about it or anything. We're yeah. eating what Otherwise, we're eating. But I feel great. I'll stop it if I start that discussion. But I'm not interested in having that discussion, actually. Mm -hmm. I'm just enjoying removing meat from my diet. Land animals, if you want. I'm enjoying that as well. So if you're 66 days, I must have a few on you. And I don't know how many because I I don't count things like that. But um, anyway, I know it's been been a while. It's helpful for me to count... um, I don't count everything. Like dairy, I try not to. I don't count that because I make exceptions um, when I want to. 
But mm-hmm. for me, I did not want to make exceptions. Um, I wanted to see if I could live without it. And I am so surprised how well I'm doing because I, I cook meat a lot. Um, and I'm surprised how well my family's doing with it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I do all the cooking. Too. I do all the cooking. So yeah, see, they're um, going to eat what, yeah, right. what you make <laughs> them. Totally. They're going to eat that. Totally. Yeah. Well, and then lately too, since September is just this weird down month for me where I don't have a lot going on. I've actually been able to spend a lot of time in the kitchen. So we're eating, you know, more than just like veggie burgers and quick, quickie things. I'm actually getting to take my time. Yeah. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. did you, I was going to share, um, and then I was going to ask you if you had anything to share, but creatively this week I had kind of a fun thing happen. Um, or I finished up a fun thing, I should say. I shipped off a painting to my friend Angie who bought it. And this is the one I'd been kind of dilly-dallying around and finish. I wasn't ready to let the painting go yet. And I have had some emotional attachment to it. Anyhow, Monday I took it to be shipped off. That's um, a good feeling. It's so great. Mm-hmm. And it did feel since the series is called full circle, I wasn't ready to let it go before. And I did feel like when I went and took it, I was ready. I was relieved paid for shipping. They package it up beautifully and ship paintings, which I'm so glad I found them, which has helped that I can do more paintings because now I have a reliable um, company that can ship these. And Angie just got it last night and she posted it on Instagram in her house and it looks so beautiful. And it just made me so happy that it's with her. It just felt like, uh, I don't know, cause the process of making it, I can see it all along. It's been with me. Right. And now mm-hmm. that it transfers to someone else and it's in their home, it's just, it's like this really wonderful feeling. Really good. That is a good feeling. Mm. I, yeah, I completed something as well. I had a reading this week. So our writing workshop every, I don't know, I don't, I, I don't know, maybe they're scheduled on a regular time. Maybe it's haphazard. I have no idea, but, um, every six months or so, uh, my friend Spike, who leads this class, teaches the class, mentors the class, however you want to call it. Um, she organizes a public reading and everyone that's been involved in the class up to that point can read. And it's just at this um, little theater space that she that, that that called Hyde Park Theater. It's always generous enough to let us let us use it. And you can invite anyone um you know, some people come outside, you know, some people bring their friends or family or whatever. I guess maybe there are people that just see it on Facebook and show up. I don't know, but I think most people know somebody that's reading, uh, but it's really fun and everybody gets up and reads a piece that's like under 10 minutes and, um, it's so fun. So validating. So yeah, it really is. I'm sorry. How many people read? How many people? I think it was 12 or 13. Yeah, 12 or 13 people. And everybody's piece, you know, needed to stay kind of under 10 minutes. And, um, yeah, it was really cool. So many good writers in our group. And uh, there were some really sad moving pieces. There were some funny pieces. There were some pieces that were a little both. Mine are usually a little both. Um, But, yeah, it's really super fun. So I read your piece. I would think it'd be so great to hear you read it. 
Uh, right? Because there's the whole, your voice and you have such a great voice and your cadence, you know, it, the delivery would be totally different than how I'm reading it on my end as a reader for anybody's story, right? To, for the, um, for the author to read that, for the writer to read that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I, you know, there's some pieces that you, when somebody reads them aloud, you just go, God, that was really meant to be read aloud. Like it, it, mm. and, and so, and because I've done this now for a couple of years, um, I often think about that. Like I read it back when I'm editing it, I read it aloud because, um, so a lot of, a lot of my pieces that I write for this class, and those are the ones that usually get ended up, end up publishing on my medium site, um, are kind of meant to be read aloud. Like there's some kind of iteration usually thrown in there or, and, and I don't do it super consciously, but because that's how I'm editing it and reading it aloud. It just kind of happens that way. But yeah, super. Very cool. Yeah, very fun. And then, I don't know, this weekend we are seeing a lot of theater. Theater. We're going to the theater. What are you seeing, darling? (laughs) We are seeing some high school theater tonight. And then tomorrow we're going to my alma mater and uh, seeing the chorus line. So. Very fun. I know. I'm having lots of theater. And then on Sunday, I'm starting to work on a top secret. (gasps) No, it's top secret. I'm sure I'll blast it all over Instagram. But (laughs) I'm working on a new thing. Um, And my first guinea pig is uh, stepping forward. And we are going to meet on Sunday. And it's going to be fun. I can't wait. I can't wait to share. I know. I can't wait to share if I can pull it off the way it's got, I've got it, you know, vision boarded. Yeah. Then it's going to be great. I can't wait till you can share. It matches my expectations. Well, it's a passion project. Like what we, what we talked with our guest about was a passion project. So it is a passion project. Yeah. That's awesome. Who's our guest? Yes. Oh, about us. Enough about us. (laughs) Um, Enough about us. These two crazy ladies. Um, Yeah, our guest today is Christina Ferry. And for those of you who are not familiar with her, she also uses um, the moniker of Sober Unicorn. That's how you can find her. Probably, if you don't know her real name, you probably know the Sober Unicorn. She's she's around on social media a lot. Yeah, and she um, she's using that as a a nonprofit organization, and she's based out of uh, Rhode Island. And she is just an awesome, amazing woman in recovery. And we have a lot of links to her, you know, from social media we've met. We've been in different Facebook groups with her. Uh, she has been in every single one of our Recovery Gals art exchanges. Mm-hmm. And yep. she's kind of like what we talked about with her, a little bit like our cheerleader. She's really loving the project and really promotes it. And last last week on Friday, I believe, when she did her Facebook Live, I was just like sitting at my computer going, She's so awesome. It was so awesome. <laughs> she is amazing, has great energy and super, super talented. And she uses the Sober Unicorn um, as an outlet for her um, to be completely transparent and genuine. And she shares her story of recovery and hope and a little bit of magic. And, you know, she just she just is re- very real. And um she has lots and lots of talents, um, graphic design being one, only one. I mean, she's, we'll talk about it in the interview, all of the things that she does, but she has an incredibly beautiful website. Um, 
And she just shares about all these things that have awakened her and, and to know that grace has found her and, and she's very grounded and centered and just a really beautiful human. She is a beautiful human. I agree. And her site also has a Phil, how come I can never say that word? Philanthropic. We're having troubles um, with words today. We're having trouble with words. Fair warning. <laughs> Tru- words. Hard. They're hard. Words, they're more than two Words syllable. are hard. <laughs> you said it right. Philanthropic. <laughs> Philanthropic purpose. She um, collects donations. She puts on fundraisers and uses... Um, profits from products that she sells on her site to turn into these beautiful things called blessing bags. And they are filled with necessary items like socks and undies and toothbrushes and deodorant, things like that. And she distributes these things to um, homeless shelters and recovery houses in her area. And so she's definitely one of those people who, who walks her talk. She, she gives back in a real tangible way. And it's so, it's such a cool thing that she's doing. And she has started making, um, candles and they are beautiful. Yeah. And so she's, she's had t-shirts and stickers and stuff like that on her site for a while that all say sober unicorn, which is super cute. And, um, but then she's just started making these candles and she hand pours them. It's kind of like a meditation for her. She pours intention into everyone, but then they're also beautiful. They have like little dried flowers in them and you can buy those on her site, soberunicorn.com. Yeah, she just sent me a t-shirt because her and I were exchange partners for this last Recovery Gals Art Exchange. And I'm going to wear it today because I am going to my 12-step meeting. It's a women's meeting, and I get to be the speaker today. Oh, yay. And so I got a day full of recovery here, Sandra. Just kicking well, it off with you and Christina, and then I'm going to go meet my sponsee to do some step work, and then I'm going to go talk. You get to and I'm going to wear her shirt. Channel your sober unicorn. That's for right. Your, <laughs> for your talk. I, I will. So I hope you guys enjoy Christina. She had a lot to say. Um, she is multifaceted, multi-talented, multi-passionate, as, I, as you talked with her about, Sandra. And I just can't say enough nice things about her. So we share on the um, in the interview, you know, some of her social media handles that you can follow. And yeah, I just hope, I hope that you guys love her as much as we did. Yes, we think you will. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hey, Christina. Hi. Hi, Christina. How are you today? We are, I am awesome. I can't speak for Tammy. You can totally speak for me. Awesome this morning. You are? Such, yeah, it's, it's, I'm telling you, it is the difference, a good freaking night sleep makes for me I wake up just I just want to high five the universe (laughs) (laughs) you're better than me then okay I'll leave it at that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so Christina I wanted to just kind of jump in and just you know let people know a little bit about your sobriety um, story if you don't mind sharing just a little snapshot of that for our listeners Um, we try to stay in the solution on the show and talk about, you know, kind of what you're doing and where you've jumped off from. But I think it's good to give some framework to the listeners to see like, you know, how you came to sobriety and if you identify with a date, like a sobriety date. Mm -hmm. Can you share that? 
I do. Um, so my official sobriety date is April 24th, 2015. Um, so I believe today is 888 days. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was always the pointing fingers type of girl instead of looking in the mirror. Hmm. And, um, a lot of my friends and I were, you know, always at the bar and drinking. So I never really saw an issue with my drinking. Um, but I did have, um, other people who, you know, a friend had a DUI, um, and it was just a lot of things that were happening, like kind of, you know, how they say the disease is progressive, you know? So after a while I started seeing, recognizing issues in other people, um, but it wasn't until, um, a friend passed away and, um, I had to take another friend to rehab that I really was like, I need to see if I can do the sober thing myself, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, and that really was my, my jumping off point. Like I never had a real like rock bottom. I'd say my rock bottom was more like my mental health than Mm -hmm. my alcoholism because I suffer with anxiety and depression and complex post-traumatic distress disorder disorder. Um, so like I had a ton of things going on like all at once. Um, and I really like, honestly, when my friend passed away, I, the first thought in my head was if I drink, I'm not going to stop and Mm -hmm. I'm going to die. And I just, I had, I had to stop. I just knew it. Um, but it took me after that, it still took me another three months to really come to grips with it. Um, but I did. So I, um, I actually ended up going to an AA meeting with a friend and that's how I kind of, um, started on my own sobriety path. Wow. I'm a little teary over here. So I'm going to let Sandra take oh, over. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, um, that's so, I, I didn't have a, exact experience but it is interesting how when you um see you know when you lose somebody that you know my my husband uh lost his very best friend um to uh an alcohol you know he had an alcohol related death and um it definitely made me take a step, take a pause. Mm -hmm. Now I didn't, you know, I didn't quit drinking immediately. Um, it actually took a whole nother year, but it definitely made me start questioning, um, you know, what I was doing because it snaps you right into reality. This shit is real and it takes no prisoners and, uh, you might not be, you know, you might, you might not wake up and find yourself alone, surrounded in bottle, you know, surrounded with bottles, empty bottles, but, um, you can quickly see how, how, see your future yeah, or the, the possibility of your future. And, um, and then there's also, I also, you know, I, I, I think that's amazing how, and I'm projecting here a little bit, but 
but I'm just imagining that you probably thought I need to be strong here. I need to be my best self for, you know, to get through this. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I'm, I'm the quote girl in case you haven't seen my Facebook stuff. I always (laughs) post quotes. (laughs) Like Um, nice inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. So my, what I like to say is my quote for beginning recovery is uh, by Anais Nin, hmm. where she says, the day came where the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk that it took to blossom. I love that one. And that's, that's exactly how I felt. Like I was just, I was so, I was going through so much. I, I, you know, the anxiety with my anxiety, I, I couldn't, I couldn't think a proper thought. It was always just negative and spinning and cycles and terrible. Um, and you're right, Tammy. Like, I mean, Sandra, I, I did. I knew that I had to be strong because I honestly, I felt like I was going to die if I continued mm-hmm. to drink. Mm-hmm. When, um, when Casey passed away in February, I was, you know, obviously I was sober. I can't imagine what that would have been like when I was drinking. Mm-hmm. Because I was such a mess, and um, and her and I did a ton of drinking together. Um, she did not have the same affliction that I have, but she could have a good time um, and remember it. <laughs> um, I could not. <laughs> but I was when I was in the hospital. I just remember thinking I, the reason I. I mean, I didn't cry the whole time that happened. I just kind of mm. like I have a job to do. I am sturdy. Yeah. I am sober. I get to stay up all night with her and spend the night with her every night while everybody else goes home to rest. Like I'm ready for this. I'm totally equipped. I felt like I got sober because I, part of me needed to kind of prepare for this. Mm-hmm. And it's like a Absolutely. really a, kind of an awakening, right? I mean, when you're seeing your friends, like you said, um, go to rehab around you or pass away, it's like, you're, you know, yeah. How much longer, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, well, I'm glad that you, realize that <coughs> me too and I imagine I imagine um when you just said with your anxiety and depression and and you said PTSD right that was yep. post-traumatic stress disorder um those are no easy things to tackle either so like you said you have all of this going on and did you have a good did you reach out besides AA did you have a good network of people or did you start accumulating people um you know probably professionals and friends and tribe yeah I actually um I I switched therapists um right right after my friend passed away um and I I started googling recovery and sobriety online and that's when I found all of my online tribe basically like Mm -hmm. I just I start I found the home group I found the sobriety collective you know and I just started adding people and friending people and especially on Instagram I was just like friend 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 like I just I Mm -hmm. needed it all um but my therapist I still see him and he he is helping me severely with my anxiety end of it um but you know basically I I don't actually attend AA anymore I really just do my own kind of thing with, mm-hmm. with online, with, you know, meditation and just, for, and actually my church, I've become extremely involved in my church. So that's like the community aspect of it for me. 
Right. So. Yeah, it's like you can't even, it's hard to begin to tack, to even have clarity or energy to tackle those other things mental health wise until you remove that alcohol and whatever, you know, other substances you've, you've got happening. Mm -hmm. Even when I started seeing a therapist prior to this one, I was going because again, I was pointing fingers. I was like, I'm in crappy relationships. Like, why is this happening to me? You know? And I, I, I did, I couldn't see it. Like I just couldn't see that alcohol was my problem. You know, I was like, Oh, well it's the depression. Oh, it's, well, it's my stupid boyfriend or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. but it, it literally, it wasn't until that slap in the face that I said, Oh crap. Like I have to stop drinking. Mm. I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know many people that do once there's right. I'm curious, um, not to put you totally on the spot, but I guess I am. Did you work the 12 steps of AA or did you go to meetings and just hang out I and get the to, vibe? Yeah. I went to a couple. Um, I actually am currently doing the 12 steps on my own. Okay. Um, I am in step three Aww. and surrender is my word for the year. Yeah. So, I am, I am allowing myself to give my life over to my higher, higher power. I like that. I like that. So, yeah, I th- I'm kind of working the, the word in a year and the step in a, in a year kind of thing. So I can just not be so hard on myself I love and take it. It as my time goes. See, that's what I really love, um, about the steps or about, um, you know, the 12 step program, whatever program that might be for somebody, there's all different kinds, but just there's like a format. And for me as the Virgo, as the person who likes a list, it speaks Mm -hmm. to me in a way, but there's so much value, um, in some of those concepts and principles. And so, while I don't want to be a huge cheerleader for it. I also like there's, I find I'm curious now when people say that they've gone to AA, I'm also curious if they've worked the steps. So thank you. That's like a very personal thing to share. So I appreciate, mm-hmm. I appreciate your honesty and openness about that. No problem. Um, well, tell us about, tell us about Sober Unicorn. When did you start that? And what was your impetus for starting your site? Sober Unicorn, I started... January of 2016. So it was less than a year after I got sober. Um, But I wanted a place that I could blog and write and talk that wasn't Facebook. Yeah, right. I didn't want necessarily everyone that I knew on my friends list to be able to see it, even though it's open to the entire world. <laughs> right. I get it. I'm a compartmentalizer yeah. as well. I, I like to put things in compartments. I just, right. yeah. So I think, I think that's a very beginning. I'm sorry to interrupt the, 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 a lot of people in sobriety do that. There's like a, a blossoming that's happening and you need to kind of separate church and state, right? You kind of need to go, I'm not sure if this is for everybody yet, mm. yet I know it needs to come out of me and be deposited somewhere. Right. Right. And I had terrible anxiety. I was like, well, what if my best friend reads it? What if my dad really reads it? Like, you know, I was like, Oh, but again, I, I knew it had to be done. So when I began it, it was really for me. Yeah. Um, as a release, as a, a healing process. But then I realized 
you know, I benefited from listening to other people's stories. So I was also going to hopefully be helping someone else. So then it kind of grew where I was like, all right, well, if I'm going to be helping others, let's actually make a difference and help others. So um, I used a concept that, um, have you guys heard of the white envelope? No. Um, like no. Christmas time? No. So there's a story. It was written for like a comp- writing competition, um, but it's apparently based on a true story where this wife, um, her husband hated Christmas and but he wanted to help other people so at christmas time she put a little white envelope in the christmas tree and basically what she did was she ended up donating money to like their kids soccer organization or something so that they could get new equipment right so it was yeah. kind of like paying it forward but like that was his christmas gift he didn't want gifts he you know but she got him that instead i like that ah uh, yeah if, if i think it's like whiteproject.org or mm. whiteenveloperoject.org. Um, I don't have it. But yeah, it's really great. And obviously, uh, it's not my story. So read the story. It's much better. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I kind of went with that idea. So um, Christmas before I got sober, uh, I decided that my friend who went into rehab, I wanted to thank the recovery house that he was in for, you know, keeping him alive. <laughs> yeah. So when, when I got my Christmas bonus that year, I went and I bought a whole bunch of bins and toiletries and razors and towels and notepads and just all kinds of stuff that I knew that was needed and probably wanted. And I threw them in bins and I went and I delivered it to the house. And that was, that was my friend's Christmas present. It was the white envelope kind of idea. I love it. So now with Sober Unicorn, I do the same idea. So I make what I call blessing bags with the toiletries and washcloths and stuff and socks and things that people need when they're just starting out new to recovery or maybe they're even homeless. They don't even have a place to stay. Um, so... All of the products that I've started creating, you know, my T-shirts and my candles, the profits from those go into buying the products that go inside the the blessing bags. And then you take those to recovery houses? Yep. Sometimes I get emails, people requesting them, and sometimes I find new local ones that I haven't been to yet because I want to make more connections, not just service the same ones all the time. I love that. I love that. You know, you not, um, I think not uh, service isn't, um, I won't say a priority for everyone, but it comes more naturally to some people than others, I think. Um, and I think we all try to give back in small ways, but you really give back. It seems like in a big way, at least it's a tangible way. Mm. Um, I just love that. Why? Why is um? Why is that important to you? Why is giving back important to you? I recently figured that out. <laughs> oh, good. Um, <laughs> we asked at the right time. <laughs> yeah, I basically, and it was actually at a at a, a church service that I figured it out. We were talking about forgiveness, and. Um, I realized that I want other people to experience the grace that I was given. Mm. I just gave me chills. Yeah. Mm. 
Mm, I like you that. guys are making me cry all morning. <laughs> See, well, we usually just giggle the whole time. So we're like trying to switch it up on this episode. We're not just giggle boxes. We can get serious too. <laughs> um, well, I wanted to say real quick, I looked up, um, it's the white envelope project. And if listeners want to go check it out, it's at giving 101.org. That is so cool, Christina. And I love the idea of your blessing bags. I think that's just really cool. And, um, and yeah, socks are a thing, um, that they don't have at a lot of homeless shelters. I I was reading about when I bought some socks from Bombas. Socks and underwear. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's just, you're right. It seems like such a little thing, but that's the thing that, you know, grace and it just says, you know, wow, somebody cares about me. Exactly. Somebody. Yeah. And and it gives them a little dignity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And a little dignity too, in a, in a circumstance that you don't maybe feel so dignified and, um, they should have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, I just, I've raised, I think only it's a small amount, but I'm going to go ahead and donate it. I raised some money for the hurricane Harvey fund, um, for, for Brene Brown's, what was her organization song? It was for the socks and underwear that they were doing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah I can't, so I have like $150 and I was like, oh, I'm going to just send that off. I made some prints, but it feels so good to serve and mm-hmm. to be of service and to quietly be of service too. You don't have to announce it, all these things that we do in recovery. But I think mm-hmm. that's a huge component in my recovery is being able to serve, um, you know, by helping another woman, by texting with another person in recovery. Like there's all these different ways you can do it, you know? Yes. And that's what I was saying. They don't all, all have to be a tangible thing or so monumental. Um, but there's so many, so many ways. And, and mostly it's just, I think the fun fundamental part of it is just saying, I see you, I hear you, Mm -hmm. you're here for a reason. Yeah. Well, um, Sandra, do you want to segue into our next? Uh, oh yes, because so, I know you share this with our okay, guest here. Right. <laughs> so here, here we go. You are a philanthropist, I guess is what um, another uh, term we could assign to you. You you <laughs> run a website that you and you write blog posts. You're a photographer, right? Yes. Like me you are an efficient right yes absolutely okay Okay. and what else a web designer (laughs) right yeah you know I wouldn't call myself a web designer I just use templates and stick things in (laughs) I'd call you one I'd call you one (laughs) but but I'm a I'm a graphic designer by trade okay so there you go so you are uh I like to call I didn't make this up somebody else did multi-passionate person yeah. Um, and I feel like I am too. I used to say that I was jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> because <laughs> although you know, yeah. if you put in your, your 10,000 hours, I guess, in each thing, then eventually you do become a master in, in, in that thing. But, um, was that a conscious decision <laughs> or do you like feel like you're struggling to juggle all those hats? I'm just mm-hmm. curious. Just coming I am, from yeah. my own perspective. <laughs> I am definitely trying to ease back on all of my passion projects. <laughs> ah, okay. That's a good way to put it. I like that. Passion projects. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I definitely have my my foot dipped in a lot of pools, but I I am. I'm passionate about about each one, so it's difficult for me to say no. But I, I know I have to start saying no because I actually just started going back to school as well. So mm. I'm I'm kind of easing back more on the photography end of it because that is such like the editing part takes so much time for me. So much time. I don't think people realize how much no. time it takes. Yeah. I mean, just going through the photos alone is unbelievable. So like mm-hmm. cutting, cutting them down, like did this person blink? Does that, they look okay. Like, it's just, it's a lot, it's a lot of time. And oh, I love, God. I love being there. I love doing it, but I don't love the editing. editing. Part. I'm with you sister. I don't love the <laughs> editing. I do not love it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm trying to um, either outsource the editing or just kind of cut back on the amount of photography that I do. So um, so I have a little bit more free time uh, to to do the other things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love officiating weddings. Like I just mm-hmm. I love being I love creating ceremonies for people and sitting down with them and finding out what's important to them and why they want to get married and why they love each other. Like, I mean, you're being with them on the most happiest day of their lives, you know, and it helps me continue the joy that I have Mm -hmm. in my life by seeing other people so joyous. Um, and it's just, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge sap. So I just, I get, I get really happy when other people are happy. I could see you being very, very good at that. It's fun. It's really fun. How long have you been doing it? Um, t- what year is it? 2017? I think it was, I don't have my certificate in front of me, but it's probably about seven or eight years. Okay. Yeah. I got it on, I got the like certificate online um, mm-hmm. just so that I could marry um, my best friend at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... And then someone was like, oh, you have that? I know someone who wants to get married. Oh, you know, and then it just kind of like, ah. and then it just kind of grew into, well, I'm a graphic designer. I can make invitations. Well, I can take pictures. I can do <laughs> photography. <laughs> uh, isn't that funny? I I was talking about the wedding industry on the either the last podcast or the one before, but it's true. If you, if you have... I mean, it's amazing how many jobs you can pick up within one wedding. <laughs> you are multi-talented yep. and it's a smaller, it's a smaller wedding, but yeah, I have laughed. I have done almost everything, um, service oriented at a wedding, except for maybe flower arrangement. <laughs> I've done <laughs> that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it's it. It's fun. Yeah, it is fun. It is fun. And if you can operate under that kind of pressure, which takes a certain type of person, mm-hmm. and remain calm in chaos, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it says a lot about, it says a lot about you. I uh, get you, Christina. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't <laughs> think I'll ever be working at a wedding because I know me well enough to know I'd freak out. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I admire you, too. Uh, so what are you going, what are you a student? What are you, what are you studying right now? Theology. Oh, wow. That's right. That's right. Now it's all coming back to yeah, me. I knew that too. What does that, that entail? What is that? Um, so 
I think it really has to do with the fact that I want to take like the silver unicorn to the other level of helping people like the one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, but originally I was taking psychology um, and theology just kind of made sense to me because my faith has grown exponentially over the past, well, two and a half years since I've been sober. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I just, I really feel like having this faith and seeing how much it's changed me. If I can, if I can just open someone's eyes to that and have their life be exponentially better, it's, it would just all be worth it. Mm. So you see yourself as being a minister perhaps, and then you could kind of be in that counseling position as a minister. Yeah, probably. I love that. I don't necessarily know that I want to be a preacher, but okay. I would love, I would love to be like maybe a, a, a leader of some sorts, you know, like right yeah. now I'm a deacon in my church and, you know, I, I help with different, um, I actually do the social media for them and, um, help out with communion and, you know, I'm just, I like, I like being a part of that community. So if I could take it a little bit further and just, you know, maybe, uh, my my pastor now is actually talking about possibly starting uh, a special service just for people in recovery. So, oh wow, that's amazing! That, yeah, so if I could be a part of that, that would be super super along the lines of what I want to do. That's that, amazing. Yeah, I've already started collecting songs that we can play and sing. <laughs> yeah, you got a vision. Like, Ooh, this one's perfect. You do. And that's how you get, that's how you make, that's how you create things yeah. is you, yeah, you, you, you envision it, you, you down to the little details, what music you're going to play. <laughs> like, right. Just, I, I love that you're doing that. I know also that we share a love for Nadia Boltz Weber that. Oh yeah. Sober Lutheran minister who founded, um, I love her church. I keep saying next if I'm, when I find myself in Denver, I'm going to hunt down her church, the house yeah, for definitely. all sinners and saints. Yeah. That's what it's and called. She, yeah. It's oh. called the house for all sinners and saints. I love and it. She's, uh-huh. And she's sober and, um, she's amazing. She did an on being, uh, interview. So search for that. Oh, Tammy, wow. So good. It's so good. She <clears throat> said the best thing. And it's a quote that I throw around all probably more than I'm not, cause I'm not a quoter so much. Cause I just forget the words that I'm Me trying too. to quote, but <laughs> she said, she said the best thing that I quote all the time. And it was, if you don't have any demons and I really don't want to have coffee with you, which is <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does she yeah, have ta- tattoos and yeah, shorter hair yeah. and glasses? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen her. I think maybe I did hear that on 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 being, and maybe I checked her out. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will have to check that. I'll have to revisit that. Yeah, I love that quote though. And I, you know, it's not to say. I mean, like I envision, you know, that if you have kids, you you hope that your kids never, you know, fall down the addiction hole ever. So I think, you know, I think about that and I think, well, I hope my kids are interesting enough that people want to have coffee with them. <laughs> <laughs> they will be. <laughs> I want to have coffee with Chloe right now, like any day they of the week. They don't have demons, but I totally <laughs> relate to what she's saying because we get each other and it is an interesting conversation mm-hmm. for sure. So, so Christina, do you feel like 
when you just said a few minutes ago, like these last two and a half years, like, do you feel like your creativity has blossomed and kind of like you can channel it now Mm. because of all these things you're doing? Yeah. It's more intentional Mm -hmm. for sure. So, um, I, I'm a recovering perfectionist. (laughs) Yeah. Cheers, sister. (laughs) So, um, every time I used to try and be creative or start a project, and this also has to do with my anxiety, the second it didn't go the way I wanted to, it was done, gone. I failed. It's not good enough. Mm -hmm. And I, I can't do this anymore. So there was a lot of starting and stopping and depression and why am I even trying kind of thing. Um, but yeah, in my sobriety, it's like, Oh, I don't, I don't have to be hard on myself. I can make a mistake and keep going. I can accept it for what it is and figure it out. Like perfection is fake. (laughs) Yeah. It's so unattainable too. It's like this impossible thing that we're trying to do. And Mm -hmm. because all it does really is just shut you down and paralyze you and to, and and not, yeah. And give up. Yeah. And and I, I, yeah, go ahead. Um, even, even with my own company, like I tried to start my company a few times, um, with the photography and wedding parts of it. And I went to a a meeting. I don't remember. It was like some kind of seminar and they were like, you need to be transparent in order to find your niche market. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't like me. Why would anyone like me? (laughs) I get that though. Yeah. (laughs) So, but now I'm like, this is who I am. If you don't like me, go hire another photographer. Like I'm fine with that. There's freedom, freedom in that. Exactly. And I, I totally attribute that to sobriety because I love who I am today and I did not love who I was before. Yeah. I'm well, shaking my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I get that. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I've said this before, but um, someone that I respect a lot that has a lot of sobriety told me that, you know, getting sober is an exercise and learning to love yourself again. And at first, you know, I kind of cocked my head like a dog, you know, like, really? Huh? Because, you know, I, I, I don't think I would have been one of those person, people that, you know, said that I hated myself. But I certainly did in my, you know, is shown through my actions. I didn't treat myself well at all. I didn't respect myself. I had no integrity. So, um, but yeah, that... Especially um, in the photography business or in any sort of creative field, I think it's you know the it's almost the market's almost oversaturated mm. with people that are creative, you know, photographers especially, and um, because there's so many choices, I think that that's a true uh, marketing. Um, niche. What am I saying? Niche. Yes. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. To be trans. Thank you. I'm fading <laughs> off. To be transparent, because then yes, pe- the people that that you relate to will find you. 
and vice versa. So when there's so many choices of people to hire, um, that's how, you know, we find each other. That's how they find you and you find your people. Exactly. Don't you, yeah. don't you collaborate with a sober efficient, um, for wedding Sandra? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I do. Uh-huh. My, my friend is a, she's sober. Yeah. And a wedding officiant. And that was something too, that she was an accidental, um, path. She kind of did it, um, as something she thought that would be a side gig because her main thing um, is that she's an author, she's a writer. And, but you know, that doesn't always pay all the bills. <laughs> right. And so she picked up, um, yeah, being an officiant as sort of a side gig. And it turned out that she completely fell in love with it. She mm. loves it and stays very busy because of it. And she's tattooed and she does non-traditional weddings, but because she's super transparent, um, people find her. And she's definitely not for everyone, but the, for the people that she is for, they find her because of her transparency. Yep. And I feel super lucky because I have had the best clients and that's because mm. of the transparency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that, I mean, in, in sobriety and in recovery, it's like all the things that you think aren't going to happen or can't be, or couldn't do that sober. It's like, there's so many surprises. It's like the, everything is illuminated for me. Like, well, of course it's better now because I'm present and because I can follow through and I can make those phone calls and I can keep and my I word. And I tell the truth. Yes. And yeah. And I'm like going of perfectionism because that certainly would hold you, hold you back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always just like a nice, I keep surprising myself all the time um, in sobriety and like, well, I, ne- I never, I could never even really dream of how it is right now, actually. I never... It just wasn't even like I thought a possibility that my life could be like this. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand. Oh, I would have, yeah, I would have sold myself short if I had constructed the exact thing I had in my head of what my future could look like. I definitely would have sold myself short. Yeah. Well, um, Christina, you got sober just a few months after I did. So we're kind of around the same time. And I think, Sandra, you were a little bit before us, like nine months before us. Um, but it's kind of like Sandra and I have been talking lately just about the beginning. There's so much that's unfolding and kind of, um, happening like in rapid fire, like all of these epiphanies and all these things you hear and all the, um, you know, like you said, you were collecting community in the beginning and creating it Mm -hmm. too. Um, at this point, do you feel, um, settled as, as, and I know you switched up your website, but do you feel settled in your, kind of like you have a path now, you know what you're doing, you have this, these blessing bags and a purpose. And how do you feel right now? I think so. I think it's really, I'm focused more on the learning and the growing part of it. So now I have Mm. the base, the foundation. Yeah. Right. So now I just need to continue like with my school and marketing the actual products so that I can help more people. Yeah. You can focus. Exactly. Yeah. I'm on, is that, is that equanimity? Is that related to focus? That word equanimity? Yeah. I'm drawing a blank. Sorry. I'm taking a class this week and that's the word. And she said it was all about focus. So I don't fully know. Um, <laughs> I probably shouldn't say big words unless I know what they mean. <laughs> I'm going to keep it. I'm going to dumb it down for myself right here. <laughs> 
And, um, I just, well, not dumb it down. I want to talk about your website. Let's talk about how awesome it is because you just launched it this week, right? Yeah. Yeah. I needed an overhaul. It is stunning. I am so impressed. I'm like so excited right now to even talk about it because I feel like this is one of the areas that I, um, I do not excel in and it overwhelms me and I get very, I shut down. I'm like, Nope, I don't even want to, even if it's a template, I don't even want to try to do that. And so can I, did you do it all yourself? Yeah. Um, so I Google everything (laughs) (laughs) and, um, a while back I wanted to do the overhaul. Um, I just haven't really had time and I Googled, um, best nonprofit websites. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I got a lot of the inspiration from, um, something of hope. Uh, can't remember the name of it now. That's terrible. But anyway, one that one, their website was kind of like, um, you know, it was very specific on this is what we do. This is how you can help. And, it was just, it was very easy to navigate. Right. And actionable right. Uh, steps or have, yeah. I don't, I don't know all the proper lingo of, yeah. Uh, Me neither. Good working <laughs> fluid website, but yeah, but I know like it the, when I see it. The, the mission was right up front. Like when people came to your site, you knew what they were, you knew what it was about and then you could automatically figure out how you could help and then contact it. It was just, it was all very simple, but, pretty and yeah visually nice and that's what I wanted I because so many people are just like well my original blog like I said I started it as a blog I started it for me Mm -hmm. and I wanted the change in the website to reflect the 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 help that I'm trying to put out into the world you know so I want people to know who I am and and what I do but I really wanted to make it more about why I'm trying your to mission, do this. Yeah. Right. Super yeah. easy to navigate. I have to say your recovery resources page is so graphically pleasing to me. Isn't it cool? I All those it. icons. Yes. I love it. I absolutely love awesome. it. I keep saying I'm going to do that <laughs> on my site, but then that would require a full day. It would take me all day to get that done. <laughs> They're beautiful. I, lo- I love it. It took me a couple hours, I think. Hmm. That might translate into longer for me. But the thing is, I know that's one of my goals for next year. I'm I'm taking some um, private coaching for a full year. And that's one of the things that I'm like, I need to get over this technology hump because um, I am a paper and pen person, but I also know that you have to use a website or social media to kind of, you know, if I want to sell art, that's kind of what I need to know how to do. And that's not where I excel. Um, but asking for help, hiring someone, I think Sandra and I were talking about this the other, like hiring someone would be the ideal thing. So you have to mm-hmm. solve enough to make sure it's worth your while. But I think it would, your website, I'm just so impressed by it, Christina. It's just absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Really beautiful. And your images and everything. So you did a really awesome job on that. Yeah, we'll we'll link uh, your website to the show notes too, but it's soberunicorn.com easy to remember. Mm -hmm. I love that. (laughs) Well, Well, you know, I, 
I want to talk about the Recovery Gals Art Exchange for a minute because we just um, had our last exchange. Some are still trickling in. That would be mine included. Um, (laughs) But I feel like that you are definitely our biggest cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Just about, Thank you. <laughs> that just about makes my heart want to explode. Yeah. Tell us, tell us what it means to you. I want to hear it from you. All right. Well, let me start with a little, I used to hate when somebody did something that I wanted to do before I got around to doing it. Oh, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> Me and I, you I, talk about this all the time. I'm like evolved beyond that because I'm yes. not. <laughs> well, originally I wanted to do this like on a local level. I ah. wanted people to come and like make art together and use that as part of their recovery. Um, so when you guys started it, I'm like, yes, this is exactly what people need. You know, this is what I need. Um, so that's probably why I'm your biggest cheerleader. Because <laughs> I, love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, you've done every single one. Yeah. And we started it last year at this time for the autumnal equinox in 2016 was our first one. And we just finished up the autumnal equinox for this year, 2017. And you and I had the good fortune of being partners, which I felt so lucky, so lucky. And so I wanted to ask you, I mean, I know I read your blog and I, I know what you did, but can you tell our listeners a little bit like what that process is like for you? Because I feel like it's twofold, right? That the, the, um, Mm. it's for you, the person that's recovering, that's making the art. And also you want to consider the other person too, but, um, I feel like it keeps kind of going and going. There's like a lot of layers to it. Yeah. So when you work on a project, yeah, just, you know, in general, I know you've done all the projects. You don't have to tell us about all of them, but just, um, where your head is when you start. I always, when you give the theme, I always sit with it for a while. Um, sometimes some of the words are easier than others. Um, but as soon as you revealed connection, I, 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 ha- I knew what I wanted to do hmm. and I didn't do it. <laughs> you tried. I tried, but it yes. didn't work. Um, but I had the idea, you know, I had, I had, I knew what it felt to me. I knew how I really wanted to express it. Um, and even on words or themes that I, I don't know, like I sit with it until I understand it for myself. Mm. And and then I go into, all right, let's online stalk my partner. And, <laughs> That's um, phase two. <laughs> yeah, phase two is online stalking in a nice way. And, um, you know, try and figure out their personality, what their interests are, if they have any puppies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, really, I because... I don't want to create art that I like. I want to create art that they'll appreciate and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's me in it, but it's for them. Gotcha. That's, that's my process. I love that. Um, so, yeah. And um, obviously with this round, I was going to create scarves. Um, but my dyeing, natural dyeing process didn't work. So I ended up going with a mixed media because it's just comfortable for me. That's a really easy way for me to portray my feelings with mixed media and collage and modge podge. 
Yeah, you're a you're a really good collager, and, and I and I mean I say that because I think that there is you can look if you look at enough collage, you can kind of tell the difference between somebody that's really good at it and then somebody's just kind of okay at it. Like I think I'm just all right at it, but then you're really good at it. Thanks. I think that's a yeah, yeah that really it's, stands out in your work. It's funny because I, I think I wrote it in my blog. I've always kind of felt like a phony by being a collage artist. <laughs> like even when I was in high school, like that was my medium. I just, that was what I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, you don't, I mean, nowadays it's, it's more popular, but you know, I think because my story that I told myself that if I wasn't a fine artist I wasn't a real artist right yeah Mm -hmm. I know that one oh yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and it's funny those stories that we tell ourselves and I love mixed media and I love collage and I've only recently really started appreciating um collage artists I don't think for myself I mean we my mom used to do that at the kitchen table with her girlfriends when I was growing up it was never something that I gravitated towards but now I do and um, I would love to do more of it. And so when I opened up your package, I was just so, I don't know, just there was like a feeling that just like came out of the box at me. And I don't know if you know this, or maybe you do, um, if you did stalk me. Um, <laughs> I have an ampersand um, in my studio that sits right behind me. So usually when I do my little Instagram stories, sometimes you can see it. It's like a big wooden ampersand that sits on my bookcase. And... I'm a, I used to be a legal secretary, so we weren't allowed to use ampersands a lot. Um, I would always have to edit them out, but I was always drawn to them. So when I opened up your box, I'm like, oh, I love it. (laughs) And that very same day, I got a little pin in the mail, like a lapel pin that you would wear that was a hot pink ampersand. That's awesome. And I was like, from Katie from um, Texas. And I was like, Katie Chronicles. And I was like, oh my gosh, this whole thread. She's not from Texas. Where's she from? I don't think she's from Texas, but go ahead. Oh my God. Okay. Well, somewhere that I'm not, <laughs> she's from somewhere else. I'll, I'll correct that. Uh, no, I won't. If we're just going to, sorry, Katie. Um, <laughs> but I, I love that kind of thread too, of that connection. And then just mm-hmm. now, I think the reason I got choked up at the beginning of your interview is that you said you lost your friend and, mm-hmm. um, it just, I think there's a lot of connection here. So, um, thank you so much. It was so thoughtful and so mm. And then you, for my piece. oh my gosh, you, you were so generous with me and Sandra too, gifting us these mm-hmm. really beautiful presents. My print, well, not print. Um, well, he did original watercolor on it. He said, um, of Tom Waits, yeah. um, Aaron. Aaron Lee, artist, Aaron Lee. And you obviously listened that Tom Waits was my neighbor. Yep. I like to call him a neighbor. It, I heard it in one of your, in your in one of your podcasts. You were gushing about how you, you get his mail and you want to yeah. him on the podcast. So yeah, he's like, gonna. Oh, it's I happening. Know what I'm getting her. Yeah, <laughs> I say we're neighbors. He doesn't know that, but I mean we are. Um, in the country, he's over the hill behind me, but I can't and wait. Aaron is so amazing. So I um, I I buy so much of his work. I don't have money oh. to, but I do anyway. <laughs> 
He is an amazing artist. I know. Very talented. Very talented. So I cannot wait to get that framed. I have a, several pieces I've been putting aside that I need to get framed for my house. And so I'm so excited. My husband is a huge, gigantic Tom Waits fan. And so he's the one that was like, who made that? Where did you get that? And I was like, awesome. just awesome presents in the mail because I love going to the post office. You might know that too. Mm-hmm. And my postmistress is one of my favorite ladies. So I like to go visit her every day, sometimes twice a day. And we only have abbreviated post office hours. So you have to, there's like a small window. Um, she closes up at two 30. So you have to get there before, you know, before she closes up. Otherwise you have to wait for the next day to get things out or to get things. But, um, yeah, thank you so much. Just so much love and thought and attention. Mm-hmm. And I got it. I, I have to mention what I got. Yes. Hand dyed scarf. Mm-hmm. It's a silk scarf and it looks like the galaxy. It's so beautiful. It is. It's did so you get a chance, beautiful. Did you get mm-hmm. a chance to see like how she creates her stuff? No. Is she on Instagram? Because I yeah. need to. Okay. Okay. Good. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm, I will. Joanna Reed. She's, she's a local artist here. And because I know your love for silk scarves, I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to have her make one for you. Joanna it's Reed. So... Okay. I'm going to look her up too. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to look her up. No, that scarf is stunning. Um, Christina, you haven't lived until you've seen um, Sandra's silk scarf rack in her studio. <laughs> I don't even know if rack is the right word. Um, yeah. It's like a baker's rack in my studio and it is just lined with folded scarves that stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) but see this one is not going to go in my studio because the ones in my studio are for for use gotcha to somebody else yeah this is personal my (laughs) room yeah no it was so beautiful But yeah, I, I do have a thing for scarves. (laughs) Um, I wanted to ask you, so, so social media is like a big part of how we're all connecting, right. In sobriety, which Mm -hmm. I think is so cool. And that's kind of my gateway into everything was through Instagram. I was kind of new to Instagram and I went to a writing retreat and somehow Laura McCowan started following me probably from that retreat or something. Maybe she knew people there. I don't know. And she started commenting and then I started following her and seeing like things that she was saying. And I was like, huh, that's pretty brave of her to say that stuff on the internet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And she gave me kind of the the nerve to start, you know, I was writing, but I always wrote my blog and stressed out that anybody would read it. You know, I was like, oh, I'm going to write this and deposit this all here, but I hope my neighbors don't read and I hope my community doesn't see it. I hope my family doesn't see it. So then I was like, why am I, (laughs) um, I was hiding kind of. And so, and I was only telling a version of the truth when I was posting things. It was true. It just wasn't the whole truth. And I wasn't really sure what my voice was for that. So like getting on Instagram and being in that tiny little square and having a little safe place, it felt like to kind of deposit feelings and share art. Um, you have many accounts. Is Mm -hmm. that true? So, so I get overwhelmed that I have one and then we do one for the unruffled podcast. I get a little overwhelmed. How many do you have? Um, so I have my sober unicorn one. Okay. I have, I'm writing them down. (laughs) I have my personal one, which is Christina unicorn fairy. Okay. (laughs) I have Extina and buddy, which is me and my dog. Yes. Uh, Um, wait, let me just check. I, I run my churches. Right. Oh. <laughs> right. And then I have my uh my photography, Celebration Geeks. 
So many. I don't even know about that one. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. So I have five. <laughs> okay. You're blowing my yeah. mind right now. Cause yeah, that's a lot to so... manage. Well, the thing is, all right. So my sober unicorn, I do daily because that's actually how I started like my mental health recovery. Um, it was the fake it or faith it till you make it thought. Oh, I like that. So it was, um, post a positive thing every morning, because if you do that, then your day is going to go in a more positive way. Yeah. So every morning, sober unicorn, Facebook page and Instagram, I try and post there. Um, my church website, I basically only do two, maybe three times a week. So that's not okay. terrible. And I, I try and um, schedule them so I don't have to worry about mm-hmm. doing them throughout the week. Um, and then all the other ones is just when it happens. Okay. You know, if, my dog's, if my dog's cute, I post a picture of them. If I <laughs> like the way my hair looks like I did today, then I posted a picture nice. of myself. So. Okay, can I ask you... Okay, I'm sorry. this is so... <laughs> like technology 101 here i'm going to ask you um so do you i just started using a site that that uh, a former guest told me about but what do you what do you use to schedule your posts um when you say i schedule them you must use something to do that right i actually schedule it through facebook i don't schedule them through instagram okay so through facebook you do that for your facebook posts right yeah okay so for instagram i found a site it's called grum.co co and there is a fee for it every month um but you can go on there so what i don't like on the phone is like i have to type everything on the phone i don't like that that's why i don't usually type anything of any length because it's too long if i do i've been using this grum site and you can upload the photo from your computer and then you can type at length and then you can schedule them to to post whenever you want and you can post them on a couple sites i've been posting them on mine and on um the unruffled podcast site on Mondays. So that's helped because sometimes I would wake up on Monday morning when we need to promote things. I'm like, I got to promote it in all the places. Like, and it takes some time Mm -hmm. to do that. And then Friday when I promote other things, so it's been really helpful, but I didn't, I didn't know that on Facebook you could schedule things too. So I'm going to check that out. Thank Uh, you. If, if if it's only, if you, you're a page, you can schedule it. Okay. Okay. So if it's your page, so like our, our unruffled, unruffled. Okay. Gotcha. Hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's good information. Um, let's see. Um, how old is Buddy, your dog? <laughs> he just mm. turned two. Oh my god, he is so cute, Christina. He we is so. Him. My dog's name is Bodie. Bodie. So Bodie and Buddy could be friends. Um, yeah. I have a silly question for you. Okay. Have you ever dressed him up like a unicorn? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's the answer I wanted. Uh, <laughs> like Halloween I, or just because? <laughs> no, just because he needed a unicorn horn. Yeah. Um, yeah. He hasn't been like a full, like full body costume, but I have a unicorn <laughs> horn just for him. And I think he's on my Instagram. I'll, 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 I'll forward it to you later. I'll go but look. Oh so, my gosh. He's so cute. Now he, is he your first dog? He is my first puppy. Aww. That's awesome. Yeah. He was my, he was my love at first sight. Where did you find him? I had to have him. Um, so I actually do t-shirts for a local rescue. Uh And when I went to deliver the t-shirts one time, I ran into the room and there was a whole bunch of puppies and I laid down on the floor and I was like, come at me puppies. (laughs) (laughs) 
And um, Buddy, <laughs> Buddy was the one that like rolled over and Aww. loved me. And Aww. I said, I need to take you home with me. So Aww. I filled out my application and I got him. Aww. That's God. so sweet. I miss having a relationship with a dog because yeah. it is such a relationship, isn't it? Yeah. He has so helped my anxiety. It's oh, not I bet. Yeah. 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 It's like, pet the puppy, pet the puppy. Uh-huh. And it's almost like they know, too. Like, they oh, know yeah. they'll come next to you and just get in close proximity. Like, yeah. come on, you know you want to touch me now. Touch <laughs> me. You're going to feel better. <laughs> well, it's so funny. He is, he's a he's a lover. He, But I feel like he's an empath. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. he, even with other dogs, if, if like, even if they're just playing fighting, like he goes and he's like, what are you guys doing? What are you like? Why are you doing that? You just, you just have fun. You know, he's just, he just he's loves a wise everything. dog. He really oh, is. I know my, I, I had a pit bull, a chocolate pit bull named Lucy. I had her for 15 years. That dog, mm. uh, she moved. I mean, she, she came with me through several homes, relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just she was such a big part of my life for such a long time. And I always felt like that, too. She could just look right into my soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she really could. And then we would, like, just stare each other down for the longest time until she would finally go, hmm, you know, like, okay, <laughs> I look away now because this is intense. <laughs> yes. I loved her so much. I miss her yeah. so much. And I have not, we've gotten some kid. I got a kitty, but we haven't got, I haven't gotten another dog yet because, uh, it's just been, it was, it's been four years now since she passed and I'm Aww. still not over it. I'm still yeah. not over it. We waited for four years after Molly passed. Um, cause my son wasn't ready for it. And, um, so now Bodie is our third boxer we've had. So, um, Bodie's from a rescue. And when he came over to site, visit our house with the people from the rescue, the reason we picked him is because my son walked down the steps and Bodie basically tackled him and just started licking his face. Mm-hmm. And my son's like, this is the one I want mom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, I want a smaller dog. I want to. Okay. All right. <laughs> and he picked us, you know, and it's yeah. just, it brings such um, an energy to the house and just, um, it's so nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, let's, um, I'm sure people are going to want to check this out. Your Instagram feed, feed with buddy. So it's X Tina, right? Mm-hmm. X and then Tina. And is it the word and A and D buddy? No, hold on. I'm okay. <laughs> X Tina underscore uh-huh. N the letter N. Uh huh underscore buddy. Okay. B U D D Y. Oh. Yep. Um, well we have a hashtag for our dog that my son created and I just looked it up cause I forgot it and it's V F Bodie B O D I E. And it's real cute. And Sandra, I know you got some cat images on your Instagram too. Yeah, I did. I, yeah. I did. Your cat have a hashtag. Well, she did actually. Ah. When my first, when I first got her, I would post a picture of her almost every day, and I called it your daily kitten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like love your it. daily kitten, <laughs> and because you would just find her in the strangest places. Little kitties are so funny because <laughs> I mean, I would find her in the oddest places. And <laughs> it's 
So oh. fun to take pictures of her. Anyway. <laughs> well, we're yeah. kind of heading towards the end of our time together, Christina. Do you have any kind of burning desires or things that you might want to share that we didn't cover or promote? Yeah, and we're about to get to your about to get to the toolbox, toolbox yeah. item. Um, so Sandra mentioned earlier Nadia Bowles Weber. So yeah. I, I wanted to mention um, I was lucky enough to go see her on her last book tour that she did. Oh, uh, Dallas, yeah. Um, but How she's, was that? Oh, she's amazing. She's, yeah, she dropped the f bomb in church. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just word. It's just a word, right? <laughs> but, um, I wanted to leave this with a thought that she, like, I think about it all the time that she said, um, so she said, and again, I'm terrible at quoting people, but something along these lines, you know, how we, we all go to Pinterest and we create our boards and those are our perfect boards. And we always want our lives to look like that. Mm-hmm. But God doesn't care about our Pinterest boards. He <laughs> loves us just as we are. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to aspire to be anything more than we already are right now. And that was just like super huge for me because it really was a transition for me to just accept myself and know that where I am is where I should be. Mm. I like that. I love that. I need that reminder every day. I really do. Because oh. I always want to be where I'm going to be six months from now. Yeah. And yeah. That's a good one. Thank you. Well, let, we'll do your three things. And then you can um, give a shout out to your website and anything else that you want to share at the end here. But um, you know how it works for our Unruffled Toolbox, right? Yep. Three items that help you either in your creativity or help you with your sobriety, things that you kind of call upon um, and pull out when you need them. So what you got? All right. So I'm going to start each one with a quote. Okay. (laughs) Good. I'm like writing down. Go. Yes. So prayer is when you talk to God and meditation is when you listen. Mm. So it's kind of a double thing. So prayer and meditation is my number one. Um, when I, when I make my candles, my sober unicorn candles, that's when I'm doing my meditation and prayer. I do it on a daily basis as well, but that's when I really am like, I have an intention. I'm setting that intention. I'm pouring that intention into the candle. Um, and it's, it's a really amazing process for me, which is why I started doing it. Um, but I do, I wake up in the morning and I pray. I actually sometimes wake up in the middle of the night and can't sleep and I start praying. I heard somewhere that if you start praying for somebody else, it takes your mind off of whatever you're anxious about. Mm -hmm. So, and then it allows you to fall asleep. So Mm, that's, I love that. That's my little process. Um, but sometimes I wake up and I have a prayer and I write it down or I speak it into my phone. So it'll put a little memo on my phone. And then those little prayers I kind of use, I look back at and I get to like use them as mantras really. So when I, when I got to, um, step 11, so you're like way ahead on your steps because you're already doing it. But 
Step 11 is prayer and meditation. And I really struggled with it. And I've shared that here, but I really, it was, um, enlightening to me when my sponsor just said, well, you can make up your own prayers. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Just go ahead and make them up. Like it can be super simple. And I was like, you can do that. She's like, Tammy, you can do anything you want to do. That's what we were learning through this process. You know, you're in charge of your life. I was like, Oh, okay. But that was like eye opening to me. So when you're saying that, that you wake up and you say your prayers or they become your mantras. I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's very helpful. Right. What you got for number two? Number two quote is from mother Teresa. It's not how much we give, but how much we love. We put, oh, I say, sorry, again. It's not how much we give, but how much love we put into giving. There it is. Mm. So that goes along with my my blogging and my blessing bags. Um, So I I actually took a little bit of a hiatus on my blog because – I went through a breakup and I went through a, a depression and just trying to figure out like where my life was going. And then I ended up buying a house. And <laughs> so I got back to blogging and I realized how much of a huge help it was. Um, mm-hmm. So I try and do it at least once a week now, even if it's just a brief check-in um, to, to just get it, get things off my mind. Um, but also to try and focus back on to, you know, I'm helping myself, but I'm also helping other people. Mm-hmm. That kind of inner and outer account- accountability, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're, you're inwardly doing it for yourself, but hopefully it can help somebody else too. Exactly. There's a quote, uh, and I said I'm not a quote person, but yet I've, I'm using two. I'm whipping out <laughs> the two that I that All I right, bring it to that I know. <laughs> But this was from Rabbi uh, Heschel, who um, I'm pretty sure I heard this on and on being too, which is where I've gotten most of my wisdom in the last three years. But um, he said, do the deed and the intention will follow. And so that just means, you know, don't worry about whether the thing that you're doing is going to be altruistic or if it's going to help you or help somebody else, just do the thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, the intention will, will come Mm -hmm. from the thing that you've done. And, um, I just, I love that quote. I think about it all the time when I'm thinking, you know, when I'm, overthinking things. Is this going to help somebody? Is this going to help me? Is it going to make me feel better? You know, whatever, just do it. Just do mm-hmm. the, the good thing that you, that your intuition is telling you to do and the intention will follow. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's, what's your number, number three? Yeah. Number three, magic happens outside of your comfort zone. So being the ball of anxiety that I tend to be, <laughs> I don't like to move outside of my comfort zone. Um, but I've seen the benefits of doing something that I resist. Um, and I'm actually collaborating with my photographer friend right now. He is um, trying to delve more into videography and 
he came over to my house and he was like, I love your attic. I want to shoot something up here. I was like, okay. Not, not with a gun, with his camera. Right. Got it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so we just started talking and then we ended up like, we're, we're writing a script for like a short movie. Um, oh, that's so fun. I love yeah. when things happen organically like that. I know. But the, the cool thing is, is, um, it's actually going to be about anxiety. Like it's going to be the day in the life uh, kind of thing. And it's going to show the, you know, not only flashbacks of where the anxiety came from, but, you know, just the crazy thoughts that I have in my head (laughs) that comes from anxiety. Um, So, you know, that's not something that I would normally do. I mean, even me going Facebook live the, the other day for the, Recovery Gals Art Exchange reveal. I loved that, by the way. That's I've never done that before, you know. But it's I I have to stop resisting myself. I have mm. to do the things that I don't want to do because they help me grow and they make me feel good. Of for like, you know how they say if you make your bed in the morning, it's one simple accomplishment that leads to other ones throughout the day. Yeah, like that's that's how I feel about this magic that happens outside mm-hmm. of the comfort zone. It's mm-hmm. just, once you see it, you're like, Oh man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's and like it the thing grows. that you have so much fear around is the thing that you probably should do. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then just saying yes to things and then seeing how you feel afterwards. And if it feels, if it feels good, if it feels like that, if it feels magical, yeah, keep going, keep doing that thing. It becomes your teacher, right? It becomes like, cause I, I will go outside my comfort zone and then quickly forget (laughs) that I did that, (laughs) you know, and then I have to like build myself up to do it again. Like, okay, I did it once. I can do it again. Even like this podcast, I mean, Sandra, were dreaming this up, um, you know, a year and a half ago, took us a while to make it a reality because it was a little overwhelming, but then we also kind of needed to just rip the bandaid off and just do it. And it wasn't going to be perfect. And we've learned that and it's been good for us. I think it's taught me a lot. Um, you talk about your anxiety, Christina, and I too had, I suffered with that a lot, physical symptoms from it and, and, um, anxiety attacks. And I heard a a quote in the room that I like since we're sharing quotes, I I have a whole book full of them that I write when I'm in the rooms of, of my 12 step meetings. And someone said, um, Anxiety is the price I pay for being my own higher power. Mm. And it made me like pause. And I wrote that down. I had to really think about that. And when you talked about like reading them like mantras, you know, and I sometimes I'll open that up and I'm eating my book where I have all these quotes and I'm, I'm like, it's so true. It was that I had a lot of anxiety before I could accept a higher power. And I had a lot of anxiety before I quit drinking coffee. Like for me that my body reacts to it in a way that really just ramped me up for the day. I was feeling my anxiety every single morning. And, um, I like that. I like what you said, going out of your comfort zone, trying something new and kind of talking about anxiety is going to be a really important thing, Christina, because a lot of people who are in recovery suffer from that. Mm-hmm. So I like and it, it goes along too. I think, I don't remember if it was a couple of podcasts ago, you guys were talking about balance mm-hmm. and, um, my higher power has I actually, I saw a quote, hello, <laughs> quote central. I it know. Said, <laughs> it said, um, the Christian life isn't about balance. It's about surrender. Mm, and, and it's, 
it's exactly like like you can't be your own higher power, you know, because in this whole year is surrender. I'm learning how to do that. I'm learning that I am not in control. Like mm-hmm. I'm only in control of this in my body. Um, but you know, there's there's something bigger than me that's in control here. So yeah, yeah it's huge. It's a beautiful reminder. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll okay. go ahead. No, no, no. Well, you're... I was just going to say, I've heard that also in relation to stress and worry. Like if you're stressed and worried, then, you know, you're, you're, you're making yourself in control of the future mm-hmm. when you, when you're not, when you don't have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I was going to say sometimes, and I think you probably heard us share this on the, on the show and, and I hope you didn't take it personally, but sometimes I'm overwhelmed by all the quotes <clears throat> shared on Instagram if I don't know the person, like, so I realize I have to curate who I'm following because if I know who the person is, it means a lot more to me. But for a while there, I think I was collecting all of these things or people were following me. So I was just following them. Then it's like a sea of quotes that I can't Mm -hmm. get through. And then I shut down a little bit. Like I can't read it. I can't hear it. And so that's why I say I, I love, I love how you're starting your day positive. Your whole vibe is that way, Christina. Like you just kind of are bright and glowing. I cannot wait to feature you as my ray of light, you know, because it's just who you are. And that's why we wanted to have you on today because we're just, you, um, you kind of walk the walk and talk the talk. So thank you. Even though I was for sure for most of it, (laughs) (laughs) we still giggled. So we can't, we stayed true to our format. (laughs) I use big words that I didn't know what they meant exactly. And we fumbled a little bit. So we were organic today. (laughs) What's finding my word? Oh, well, I know it can be nerve wracking to come. It sounds like it's nerve wracking to come on a podcast, but we hope that this just felt okay to you. And uh, we had a beautiful conversation with you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks for all the work you do. Yeah. All right. Have a good one. You too. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by NMMD. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designer Chris Aguirre. Thanks for listening.